0: Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 257, Guidance versus Conditioning, Trauma and Habits, and Practices versus Intuition. Questions from a listener. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. Today's episode is another one where I um, speak in some detail to a listener question. And I love doing these, by the way, so feel free to send me your questions. Many of these are sent in to Ask Amy and they're fine for there too, but often there's just questions sent in to Ask Amy that I think need a lot more treatment than seven minutes or whatever I do there. So... Um, so that's what these are. So I love do I love doing this though. I think it's so helpful. Everybody's question, like every question that one would have is going to resonate for many, many other people in a lot of different ways. And it just is a cool opportunity to, to dive deeper into some of this stuff that I don't necessarily see to dive into unless someone asks about it. So today's question is from Katie and it's a little bit, um, there's a lot of different things. There's like a lot of different questions in here, so um, I'm not going to read her whole email up front. I'm just going to kind of read it bit by bit and then speak to what's coming up because some of them are feel a little less related than others. So, just as a little background, Katie is someone who um, has been through the little school of big change and has a, a long history with um, food related habits and particularly exercising, over exercising. Exercise-related habits. Um, so she's been around this a bit. Um, from her question, it sounds like she's definitely been around the three principles a bit because she asks a lot about three P people, um, which I can't speak to. By the way, I don't know. I don't know what that means. If, you know what three? I'm not like a. I don't want to be the spokesperson for three P whatsoever. Um, it's just something that was influential to me along the way. Um, so I can't. I'm not going to speak to this from like that perspective, um, ever. But it doesn't really matter. Like I think that's just how the questions asked, and really, there's some excellent questions, you know, in in what Katie's asking here. So I'll just I'll just speak to them in a way that makes sense. Makes sense to me, anyway. <laughs> okay. So her question starts off. She says, "People always say to listen for the feeling. Then you'll know which voice to listen to." Well, sometimes the feeling says to binge more or to overexercise, that will make you feel better. And then that robs me of my life. So how do you know the feeling? How does one listen to the heart and not the head? So great question, right? Um, And yeah, of course, like in a moment, in a moment, it's going to feel better to overexercise if that's your habit or to binge if that's your habit, perhaps, um, than to not, and and I suppose we could say that's the feel. That's how that feels, you know. But here's where Katie and everyone like this is where this stuff become goes from just being like formulaic to something we really want to just embody and like use our own common sense. You can't trust and what anyone else says more than you feel things out for yourself. So, so much of like all, all of life really is us just getting kind of quiet and listening to our own common sense. Not, not in a way that says there's a right and wrong answer. I need to listen to my common sense and it'll tell me the right thing to do. That is a formula too. That's a thought too. Like it doesn't matter so much what we do when we're living in this place of, of fluidity, of thought and feeling coming and going, of seeing that all experience is safe and that, you know, we don't need to manage anything. We can't manage anything. That's an illusion to think we can. When we're kind of more in that softer space, it all just makes sense. It all just works out. It's when we get in this heady space where we're looking for the formula for the right thing to listen to so that we can take, make the right actions so that we can get rid of our own habits so that we can be happy, you know, and you don't, you're not saying it exactly like this, Katie, but that's what's behind this almost always. Be curious about that. Everyone, like when, when we're sitting there thinking like, I don't know, I don't know what to listen to. Just kind of get curious and be like, do I, is that even true? And why does it matter? Why does it matter? Like why what has me thinking there's a a right or better thing to listen to? And what's that gonna give me? And what's that gonna give me? And just really kind of start to look at that. Because almost always it's something like what I just said, you know, we need to listen to the right thing so we can do the right thing, so we can have the change the way our mind says it should be, so we can be happy. Like 99% of the time, that's what's going on. And that's a whole bunch of thought that keeps us locked in to just like the the current way that things look. It's just, it just doesn't work that way. It's very, very, very limiting. So of course we want to be happy. Of course we want to be happy, that's fine. But everything else, you just kind of want to hold, even, even being happy, you want to hold that kind of loosely and be in this place of like, Okay, maybe I don't, maybe there isn't a right or wrong. Maybe I don't know exactly what I should be doing and all of that, but but maybe it's also simpler than my mind is is telling me it is. Maybe this is just common sense. Maybe there's no formula and it's just about doing what makes most sense in the moment. And yes, what makes most sense in the moment at a certain point in time might be to engage in your habit. Of course it is, or that we wouldn't have habits. But even that, it's not like, you know, you can argue with that and say, well, it never makes most sense. But again, now we're just getting really heady with it. When, when we're in a place of like just openness to what's arising and we're feeling into what's there with curiosity and humility and, and we don't know, but we're just here to kind of meet life as it's showing up not from our rules about how it needs to show up, but as it actually is, as it's actually showing up. And we're leaning into stuff, no matter what it is. Even when your mind's telling you, you don't need to lean into that. Yeah, you do. If it's showing up, lean into it. Why wouldn't you? When we're in that kind of stance, all of these questions kind of go away. It it just... Because we're not asking questions about what's right in life anymore. We're just in life, as life. Like it's just so hard to articulate, but it's just showing up. So, so Katie, don't look toward not following a formula so much. And I get what you're saying, of course, right? Like even just this metaphor of listening to your heart more than your head. That's beautiful, perfect. That's a perfect little pointer when you're feeling uncomfortable and your mind is yelling at you to over-exercise, is that listening to your heart though or listening to your head? That would be listening to your head, right? Only conditioned, fearful conditioned thoughts are gonna point you towards your habit. Now, again, I don't love that as a constant question necessarily because I don't think you need to be sitting there thinking, because that's my heart or my head and which is better and which is right? Because now we're just getting more and more into right and wrong land, but but when you say sometimes the feeling tells me to binge or overexercise, well, that's the feeling of the mind, right? I mean, so so just, you know this. You know what you don't want to be doing. You know what's in the big picture, what's kind of feels like it's robbing you of your life, as you say, versus what feels healthy and free and open and amazing, which is moving away from these habits. You know that already. So So just look toward feeling. Just look toward, rather than figuring out what's right and wrong, look toward meeting what's showing up, any sensation, any emotion, any urge, any thought pattern, meet, meeting that with pure welcoming, curiosity, like you can be here, come along for the ride and and you'll notice reactivity. You'll notice, I don't like this. I need to do this. I need to do that. You'll find all that showing up and just welcome that too. Just watch that too. The more you're in that place, again, this all these questions about kind of where to listen and what's right or wrong, they just soften and you just find yourself getting moved through a little bit more. So a little less about which feeling do I listen to? And maybe just like, can I feel all the feelings? Can I just can I just not try to interpret, but can I just be in whatever's here? Okay. So Katie, the next part of our question is, I've seen glimpses of this truth enough to know that I can be free. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm almost there. And then I clam up this makes me wonder if it's because there was no safety growing up. There was tremendous abuse and I still don't trust and feel truly safe to live. Yeah. I think this is so wise that you see this, Katie, so wise and and spot on, you know, when there's abuse or just instability or a lack of safety, especially early on, our body-mind is so brilliant. It's going to do everything it can to give a sense of safety. And some of the things it clings to and constructs in order to give that sense of safety are not helpful, like habits. You know, it, it, may, it may have constructed this identity of you as something that's not you, that's <laughs> a constructed identity. But if you can just keep that together, you know, if you can just... Have your body this way and your behavior that way and this, this way and that, that way, then you'll be okay. You didn't make all that up. that's that's the work of a brain and a mind, and it's just going to work to try to give you a sense of safety. And that's really where these habits come in. I mean, as strange as it sounds, all of our habits, they like they do. They just, even if it's just because they're, familiar and they're known and they're routine, there is some sense of safety in that. And and when we haven't had that safety in bigger, you know, more expansive ways, we'll, we'll find it, we'll cling to it anywhere we can, including in habits. So again, um, the direction to look in is the same as what we've spoken about so far. It's in meeting what's here now. Trauma isn't about what happened years and years ago or yesterday or five minutes ago. Trauma is, a, is something like a response. A trauma response is showing up now. So all you can do, all you have to do, you don't have to do any of this, but all you ever even could do is just be with what's showing up now. There's nothing from the past that needs to be resolved in a sense, because there is no past anymore. It, it's it's there, but there's a body-mind that's still playing out these responses, right? These safety and protective kind of responses, perhaps. So all we can ever do is be here now and what's showing up now. So again, it's kind of, kind of what we've looked at already is what you share about kind of feeling open and feeling free and then clamming up, so, so, so common. Just continue to be so curious about that and so compassionate and loving with yourself around it. That literally just is your system trying to protect you. Now, your system obviously has relaxed quite a bit. If you're f- seeing these glimpses of freedom, if you're feeling these glimpses of freedom at times, that's amazing. Your system has relaxed a lot and it will continue to relax. So that that's your evidence right there that things have changed, that they're changing right now. That's what you're looking for, that change. And, and these glimpses are, are evidence of that. So it's kind of like the name of the game is to just keep helping your system relax keep seeing that everything's safe, that anything that arises is totally okay. Even when when a feeling of lack of safety is what arises, of course, of course it does. Totally okay. Like you can be here. It's like treating yourself like a, like a abused dog, abused or a wounded animal. You know, of course they're skittish and they're nervous around people. They should be, they absolutely should be. That's the most protective instinct there is. So you kind of want to meet yourself in that way and notice how your mind is like that at times and just have so much compassion and patience and and notice when those glimpses are there and also notice when the clamming up happens and feel it all. Just lean into all of it and just let yourself observe it and be kind of taken taken for a ride by it. There's Nothing fundamentally unsafe in this. And I know that you know that. It might feel unsafe at times for sure, but it is not unsafe. And I I know that you've seen enough to know that kind of difference. Um that, you know, kind of what you're talking about where there's an opening and then there's like clamming up or like slamming the door really quick. Sometimes that's called a fear barrier. And it's again, it's very, very common. And it's like just see if you can keep walking to the edge of that fear barrier. And maybe at some time, some point, you kind of go a little bit past it. Sometimes you sit in that fear barrier, you know, a little bit longer in that unknown, in that freedom, like see if you can just hang out in that space a little bit longer next time and then a little bit longer. And then sometimes you'll just clam up right away and that's okay too. Just think that response for being there and then just be open to going to the edge of the fear barrier and going past it because that's the, like, this is just, again, a very common process. And there's a lot of good on the other side of that fear barrier. But the fear barrier is a very real feeling when it's there. So it's completely understandable that it would um, it would feel like a really big deal. And like an obstacle, but it's not really an obstacle. Your mind's like, oh, no, I can't go any further. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. That's just what a mind would say. This barrier is not as real an obstacle as it as it seems, is what I'm saying. Okay, so Katie says, I think that to really feel safe, to trust in mind in a way that I let go of the control or the illusion of it, I know we can only feel our feelings in the moment. Three 3P, 3P people say that there's no past in a sense, only we bring it into the now. But it makes me feel that maybe neuroplasticity that popular psychology talks about is what is needed to change. Um, Okay, so let me just speak to this. I'm not sure. Um, Here's the thing, though. I'll just say this part now. There's nothing at odds here in terms of um, there not being a past and they're feeling feelings now. Like everything you're saying here... um, Letting go of this illusion of control, feeling what's here right now, there's only right now, being in what's showing up, that and what we call neuroplasticity are are kind of the same. Now, they're talked about in different ways because for the most part, neuroscientists don't talk about surrender and feeling feelings, they're just talking about the brain, Right. And how, and how neurons happen in the brain and all of that kind of stuff. So it, they sound like different conversations, but if I were on a mission to get a brain to be more plastic and change, it's not going to be more plastic because it's already plastic, but, you know, for a brain to change in a neuroplasticity sense of the word, what I would do to encourage that is to have that person relax and feel. So, so... We're talking about the same thing really in a sense. There's no difference here. As we see things as they are and we relax into what's showing up, there's no resistance, there's no fighting, there's less repetitive stuff, there's less of like the brain ruminating and freaking out about things and repeating things and all of that. All of that is what neuroplasticity is basically pointing to. When these old patterns aren't just repeated, 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 they start to change. And the way that the old patterns stop being so repeated is that we see them for what they are and we lean into them and we have insights about them. So I hope that makes sense. Really the same thing. She says, yeah, the three principles also say that changes don't occur in the brain. It's something that happens in all humans by a greater force. And yet, how can I get the changes I'm looking for? I want a change that changes my reality, my body, my speech, all result of change that happens in the heart, not the brain. Sydney Banks says, we'll never figure it out. Using the brain won't help me. And yet all my humanness feels like that's what I have to use. I don't know how to use my heart to consult so much. Yeah, such a good question. I mean, and again, as I sit with this, Katie, I, I think you do know. Your head doesn't know. And that's kind of maybe what's jumping in here saying, I have to use my heart. It's really important. This has to be a heart thing, not a head thing. And I don't know how to do that. And just consider that that's just a lot of habitual thought. And, and again, it, it's not a, there's no formula here. And that maybe you kind of do know. This is the exact same question really as your first question about listening to the heart versus the head. Like, there's there's no checklist there's no directions for this but you know what it means you totally know what it means to to just be lived and live lean into something that's common sense and what's arising and coming from a place of welcoming and saying yes versus letting your head tell you the best thing or the right thing or what you should be doing like that. That's pretty clear. Now, now it's maybe not clear in every moment of your life. I don't think it is for anybody and it doesn't need to be. But just as we kind of stay soft with this and look at it, I, I think you know that. And again, wherever it looks like this is at odds with this, is at odds with this, usually it's not. It just, it's just that our head is trying so hard to figure it out and some of this stuff is kind of paradoxical and so it will look like everything is at odds with everything else. So, yes, when Sydney Banks apparently says we'll never figure it out, using your brain won't help. Yeah, we're not going to think our way to the place beyond thought. <laughs> like how would we do that more thought more thought more thought doesn't lead us to the place beyond thought which is which again is just a metaphor but in a sense that's kind of where we're looking in a way we want to kind of feel our way into that now that doesn't mean that don't you can't use your brain though or that it won't even be helpful i mean and i don't even know what this means but it's like your brain was certainly used in writing this question maybe something will be felt when you listen to this response and and be felt in a deeper level. Awesome. Maybe some things will be mentally understood and then that will pave the way for more open feeling. Great. Uh, We don't know. We don't know how it works, but I don't think you have to be so um, strict about like, thought's not going to get me there and I don't use my brain and I have to use my heart. Because again, those are all just pointers, like brain and heart. Like, I don't know. I mean what do they even do? They pump blood and they like, like they're metaphors for all of this, you know, it's just pointing to kind of a more rigid way of like a more thought centered way of being versus a kind of softer, more feeling way. And that you do know, Katie, you know the difference. I know you do. I will also say, you know, on the head versus heart thing, um, And this kind of leads into your next question, sort of. I do think that there's a a limit. This is just something I've experienced myself. Like, talking only goes so far. At some point in thinking and reading and, you know, listening, it only goes so far. I mean, at some point, we really need to examine things for ourselves. We really need to experiment. As I've been saying for a while now, we really need to lean in and feel that's a different way. And a lot of maybe three principles, maybe other things like it's so talking centric um, because that's what we have. And that makes sense, but it kind of just like, Oh, let me listen to this. Let me listen to that. And let me hear this person speak. And what do they say about that? And then it just becomes a bunch of gobbledygook words at some point, which is not really all that helpful. So you, you have plenty of understand of intellectual understanding, at some point, you all of us really need to kind of open to like what what actually looks true to me, not what did so and so say. Like that's very limited in its utility, to be honest. Like it's good up front, I think, you know, to hear what Sid Banks said. If that resonates with you, it points you in a new direction. That's amazingly powerful. If it points you towards something you didn't even know existed, amazing now be done. Now you go explore that place you didn't know existed yourself because he's not around to do that for you. And even if you were alive, he couldn't do that for you. That's why he says, if you have a nice feeling, throw this tape out the window. Like, I mean, these other people, and me, everyone who ever talks about this stuff, we're just good for like an initial pointing in a direction. Everything else has to be kind of within you or your own exploration and your own experimentation, like take it into life and play with these things rather than just thinking about them. And I'm saying that to everyone again, I, and myself too, like I, that's been a huge shift for me in the past maybe year, year and a half. And it's just made a massive, massive difference, huge. Okay, so Katie's last question, and again, these are such great questions, Katie. They're 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 all under the same umbrella, I know, but they're also a little bit different. But I just think they're so great. They're questions. I was really excited to speak to this. I appreciate you sending them because they're questions that um, I know many people have. So she says, also, I see lately that you're having a lot of podcast interviews and the interviewees are talking about doing practices and getting help. I thought we have inner wisdom that guides us and we are born equipped for life. Yes, we do. And we are. When does one need to get help? And when do we just trust ourselves? So I'm going to also put this in the same category because I love to categorize, um, as everything else <laughs> you've asked, Katie, when I say uh, it's common sense and you already know the answer. There's no rule. It only looks confusing if you're looking for a rule. If you're looking for a formula or a rule that says, okay, here's when I go within and and, and consult my inner wisdom. And here's when I go outside quote unquote, and ask for advice. If you're looking for a rule or a formula, it's going to be completely confusing. If you're not, and you're just living your life and doing what makes sense, it's going to be the most simple thing you can ever imagine. So, of course, we're always kind of listening to, in a sense, like even listening is a bit too much, but we're always guided by how things look to us. We're always sort of consulting, in a sense, our inner wisdom—if you want to call it that. Um, That—that's never not happening. Like, where would that go? That can't not happen. There's always, there's always some of that happening. And then sometimes that feels like it. Sometimes it's like, like, what do I want for lunch today? This or that? Oh, I think that looks better than this. Okay, great. Like, there was no advice needed there. You had a question, the question was answered, done. That's happening all day, every day, and, and even with much bigger things than lunch. So, So there's that, and then there's sometimes we see that we don't know something, that we need someone else to give us some information or some advice or whatever. Awesome. Your inner wisdom is what showed you that. Like there's no dichotomy here. Again, there's no, like these aren't separate things. If you want to learn how to speak Spanish and you don't know how to speak Spanish, your inner wisdom isn't going to show you. <laughs> your inner wisdom doesn't know Spanish or maybe it does, but it doesn't know how to teach your mind Spanish. So your inner wisdom is going to say, hey, I better go find a teacher. I better go sign up for a course. Awesome. Like it's really that simple. That's it. So yeah, I don't know. I I'm, I'm all about practices and support and advice when that makes sense. Now, where this got a bad rep, I understand, like, you know, people say, well, if you listen to advice and you look to other people, then you're going to start doing that all the time. And you have to understand that they don't have the answers you do. Yeah, that's true. But that doesn't mean we don't <laughs> we don't get support, you know, and and do different things and try different things. So... And it doesn't mean we we don't have this guidance and that we're not born equipped for life. We're completely equipped for life, including grabbing a resource when we need one. So just let that be really open and loose. And I think you'll see how that all kind of fits together. There's really no this or that in this at all. And again, Katie, that's kind of the theme of a lot of your questions. Is it this or is it that? And how do I know... And where's the formula to help me determine how I know? And so for you in particular, I just want to say like, you you know, it's common sense. It's when your mind settles down and isn't looking for the right formula, you will just see some things to do. And... When life has looked unsafe and uh, and maybe your wisdom has looked untrustworthy, it's so natural that you would not know that so clearly or that you might question that at times. Oh, so natural and normal that you would question that. but but let that be kind of where you start to look. like what if what if I do know? What if this is simpler? What if, when I'm looking for a formula or a rule, that's just my guidance system showing me, oh no. Let go of the head a little bit and go more toward the heart and just feel your way through. What if there is no right or wrong answer? Your past wasn't unsafe because you did something wrong. It had nothing to do with you. So you getting everything right right now isn't going to keep you safe. Maybe that's part of what the mind constructs, but it doesn't work that way. You're already safe. You, you lived through everything that happened and you have resources available to you now. So keep just... Feeling, meeting what's arising, meet it, welcome it, say, come on in, come along for the ride. I'm curious about you. I don't know what you are. Reveal yourself to me like with feelings, with questions, with confusion, with urges, all of it, meet all of it that way notice that fear barrier when you start to feel free and then you start to clam up. Just see that for what it is. Very, very, very normal. That's that body-mind protective system coming in saying, I'm not sure yet that we're safe here. And then you just have to explore that. You take one step further each time and you start to see for yourself that you're safe, not just hear it from me or Sid Banks or anybody else. You'll start to discover that. And whenever anything looks like uh, either or, that's a tip-off that only a head does that. So again, these are all, your questions are really answering themselves because they're excellent pointers back toward what you're asking about. You know, it's excellent pointers to see, oh, I'm just really caught up in linear thought right now. Let me just feel into this and see what makes sense, see what common sense shows me. So thank you so much for sending these, Katie. Excellent questions. I really hope this is helpful uh, for you and everyone. The Little School of Big Change self-study course is an online program designed to help you overcome anxiety and unwanted habits without needing to rely on willpower. It's a course that you can complete completely on your own, at your own pace, in your own time. As my flagship course, the self-study course contains the most complete, thorough teachings of everything I share on Changeable. Go to dramyjohnson.com slash LSBC self-study to see more.